You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. another episode of the Salisha show. I'm your host Salisha Thomas and you guys today is a very special day. We are in the midst of previews. We're about to open this new musical and so I've got a couple of the busiest people on the planet right now as my guest and I'm so honored. Before I give you a little rundown of some of the things that they've done, I just have to say like when I got this audition, I got a call back for Once Upon a One More Time. I wanted to see, okay, it's a dance call. Who's going to be in the room? Let me just do a little bit of research so I know who, what we're working with here. And I, I looked up our choreographer director and I'm like, I don't come from the dance world. I'm like, Keone and Mari, hmm, who are they? I got maybe two sentences in and I had to stop because I'm like, oh no, I can't know anything more. I will be so intimidated that either I just won't be myself at the audition or I just won't go. So I'm like, you know what? I've seen enough. I know that they're amazing and we're just gonna leave it at that. And fast forward, here we are in the flesh. You guys, when I tell you we're we're dealing with the real deal here, it is truly from my heart. something really special that I'm finding that the higher up you go and the more people you work with who've done a lot of things. It's funny how how chill these two are, especially in high pressure, pressure situations. Their heart is so big and they lead with love. They could be mean and intimidating if they wanted to be, and they are not. So I'm just so excited to share them with you this morning. Okay. Here's a couple of things that they've done. This is very summed up, just so that you know. Disney's animated short, Us Again. They've choreographed and starred in music videos for Justin Bieber, BTS, Billie Eilish, Ed Sheeran, Flying Lotus and Kendrick Lamar, nominations for Best Choreo at the MTV Music Video Awards and the UK Video Music Awards. This is on their website. I'm like, I can't read anything else. Cirque. 
world of dance. So you think you can dance. Dancing with the Stars, Netflix, Nike, you guys, the list goes on and on. Timberland, Beats by Dre, several K-pop artists, viral videos, and their online work has amassed over billions of views. It is my honor and privilege to introduce to you guys today the director and choreographers for the new Britney Spears musical, Once Upon a One More Time, Keanu and Mari Madrid! Wow, wow. what an intro. Oh my gosh. You guys. Can you just intro us at every <laughs> event that we go to from now on? Oh my gosh. I, am, I love you guys so much, and it's so cool to like get to know you over this. How are you guys today? Oh. We're good today. Good, yeah. yeah. I woke up early. I went to the gym. I listened to music I love. I cooked. I did way more and it has not been like that for a, for a few months. What about you? Yeah, I'm good too. It's opening week. Things are much, much more calm right. um, around these parts and getting much more time in with our daughter. So if- Has Nima been here the whole time? Yeah, she's been here. She's been with us. We went to New York in September and obviously she's been with us the whole time and she's been just, we're just so proud of her for dealing yeah. with this whole thing. Okay. And it's she's been a lot, so but- we're like in the midst of a lot of things and I'm like, oh my goodness, how, it, how is this process for you now versus when we started before the pandemic? Mm. Does it feel different? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely feels different. Before the pandemic, we only got halfway through rehearsals in the studio. So obviously we've gotten much further. We've gotten to experience new things and been pushed a lot. And also just being part of theater coming back and, and with the pandemic still happening, trying to manage that with everybody and right. be in bubbles and COVID testing and all of the things that, that are coming along with working again in the performing arts during this time but i think there's ultimately i i know it's it could be a burden you could think look at it look at it as a burden but i think instead we've just been so grateful to just be working to be able to share yeah what we love to do would be with people that to be with, with people it's that away yeah, everything all yeah. that was you know taken away from all of us and i think there's just a newer sense of gratitude and in that yeah gratitude of being around people again and being in front of audiences with us being inside the audiences again and mm -hmm. i think for the most part that's probably you know the biggest change from, from it's just the perspective now is different mm -hmm. right um, and i think everyone has a better sense of who they are as yeah. people i as totally feel that i feel that yeah, way yeah and to to collectively bring that energy into a room is, is you know, always going to be a, a recipe for for some positive experience to come out of that. During the pandemic, did you guys, okay, because I know for me personally, I was like, all right, I have time to memorize this whole binder if I want to. But then there was a point when I'm like, wait, when are we coming back? Are we coming back? And I almost, I couldn't even look at it because it, I was afraid to open my heart up and then possibly get that door shut again. Were you guys mulling over it? Were you like diving into it? Did you set it aside? What? How did you guys deal with that? For the most part, we, we set it aside. And I think it, what it was that it was the, the uncertainty 
I know we had a, a lot of conversations with the, the producers about what the plan was. And so we had a, a bigger picture of, okay, we have time. And what we did over the pandemic was really just sharpen our skills as storytellers and directors. And we feel like we feel much better as choreographers because that's what we've been doing as our career. But with getting into directing for the first time and, and, and just storytelling more often, that's, so awesome. you know, that's, that's what we've worked on for the last you know couple of years. And so we know if we focus on that, then we would naturally get some sort of growth going into the project. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I've noticed like it, when we are trying to meet deadlines in the rehearsal space, like sometimes in our group, we've got such a great group, the cast, we all love each other. We've got great team leaders. You guys literally set the tone and it's a blessing that you got like the atmosphere that you set. Like we start the day with hugs and you make everybody feel seen from the top to the bottom. It, it's really a special gift that you guys have and that you bring. What, when we have tensions in the room, how do you guys stay so chill? Where does it come from? Like, you, it seems easy to you, to me, to watch yeah. you guys. I'm like, I know we're on a crunch and they're so chill. Yeah. How do you do that? I don't, I think it's just the culture of, of our families and our, our dance community that we come from. It's really about the group. It's not really about you and whatever your role is, it's valuable. And when things get hard, which they will, that's inevitable. You can't be afraid of that, especially if you want to create. There's always going to be things to work through. And when you have multiple people who are all valuable, you the first thing is when you feel that tension, you just first look at someone as a human being mm -hmm. as like the first that's a thing. Huh. <laughs> the would, first thing. You would think you would start with that. You right? start Funny there. how that works. Start there, look at people in the eyes, listen, and then if if it's high pressure and time's running out, you have to make a decision. Just make a decision and know that when you're working, you have time somewhere, you'll find time somewhere to make all of the little fixes or do the drafts or understand something that you're building, but you have to understand that you're building something and that, together. And, and I think yeah. that the both of us were so fortunate to experience being on the stage in front of a camera as well, being in a performance mm. position. And I think oh, uh, through that experience, we've, we've always told ourselves if we would ever be on the other side, that like we've been in environments where it wasn't fun to go to work. It was great product, but it was just a bad experience. And that always tarnishes your, your sight on a project. And I think you can always, as a leader, I feel like you can always control how the experience is internally. And if, and if that isn't yes. what it, if that doesn't pan out, or if the project doesn't pan out, at least internally, that you got to meet good people and you were kind to each other. And also, I, I think a big credit to our, our mentor and our coach, who's our strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, who's he, your mentor? Yeah, like he, <laughs> he, he uh, me a fan, he, he really, in the last year and a half, we focused a lot on mindset and brain training and, mm. and how we respond and how to remain calm during high pressure situations. And that's really what separates a lot of the like iconic great ones is that they, they still remain calm, they still remain mm. focused, they still execute no matter what's going on around them because as, as humans we naturally will respond emotionally to things so you have a choice you may not have a choice of what happens to you at the day we may have a bad day or a good day but you do have a choice with how you respond to it and then, wow you know, so that's what we try it's not always perfect no. and but it's 
but we try to understand that if we're just adding, you know, more negative energy to the room, that's not going to help anybody. Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. Oh my God. You guys can give a master class <laughs> to a lot of other people. <laughs> that would be, okay, can we talk about your work ethic? Okay. Oh, okay, so yeah. y'all, we mounted this show and it felt like days. Like it took days, like just the, an itty bitty time of days. And then after we had a show, like a shell of a show, they're like, all right, now let's add more choreography. Let's clean it. Like, where did that come from? It's like we were pushing ahead of the game and it never stopped. That momentum never stopped. You got, you just eat, breathe. This is just like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think our just our upbringing in terms of like where our, how our careers panned out. Like we both come from situations where the whole, the whole YouTube thing happened, and then it was just we created things for ourselves, and we're so used to wearing multiple hats and just putting our foot down. And okay, let's just do whatever it takes to get there because we never know. I mean, we we, we are always so focused on providing for family and stuff like that. But I think our one thing that we've taken up that's been really important to us is like having a sense of purpose. Like what's your purpose when you go to work, when you're trying to make a project, having a, a purpose for that particular project and, a pur- and an overall purpose for yourself and your life. And I think that's what drives you to enjoy the process mm. and not just strive to get to a destination and turn off, but it's like mm. a constant, like just a growth oriented mindset instead of a goal oriented mindset, just trying to continue to get, to get better. Pause, pause, pause. Growth oriented mindset versus a goal oriented mindset yeah i love that how often do you check in with yourself because i'm like january 1st i'm like oh i'm there i got it what about the rest of the year what's nice too about working together is that we have the other person to be able to process things yes. every day to be able to talk about ideas, talk about vent. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to vent emotional things or understand what's going on. And you, we have another person there who, who knows us, he knows me so well. So the minute something comes out of my mouth a certain way, he'll know what kind of state of mind I'm in and you'll be able to be there as a support to wow. understand how to, so in a way we, we check in with ourselves and each other along the way. When, we know that when it's like in season, like game time, it's like we have that kind of mentality when we go into projects like this or into work. And then we, we have rest, we have off season when we're, we're home and we... Come on! The thing, so game time, yeah. off season. Okay, can we like talk about the real stuff? How did you guys meet? <laughs> <laughs> what is the story? There's, oh, there's a long story, uh, <laughs> but the... The short story is dance. We met through dance, which is part of the same. Did you see each other across the crowded room? We're like, oh, his moves. You know, we're like, what's, what's funny is that we met each other at a dance workshop. We were both teaching at it. And uh, there's a context before going into that dance workshop is that we were both on call for this job. At the time, it was uh, a month uh, teaching gig over in Norway, and which is, was something that neither of us had done before. Yeah. So it was just and it was pretty unheard of. of in beginning our of our careers. Okay. Yeah. Didn't even think dance would be a career. Yeah. One of those kind of back, things. How far back was this? Uh, 2008, I think. Eight or nine. And so 
we were both on college. We didn't know each other, had heard of each other through just natural community things. And then I think the, the organizer at least told me, like, okay, whoever calls back first is going to basically get the job. So oh. I literally hung up, didn't even get my ducks in a row, and, and then I just called right back and said, I'm going to do it. I just really, I, you know, I was, I, this sounds amazing. Like, I've never traveled outside the country, and, and this is unheard of for dancers that aren't on tour. So I just called back and said yes, and so. And he got a phone call from somebody who was already in Norway that he knew. And I got an email for the same thing. Oh, I need somebody for a month. And so I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Okay. She was responsible and decided I to make I made sure calls, that I could like, sure leave my it. job. And <laughs> Where were you working? I don't even remember. I think either I was either a waitress at a restaurant or I was working at a shoe store. I, this is, I literally have I chills. Was, I have chills. Just some, I'm like, some just fast forward to the, the iconic. And I was my sophomore year of college and I didn't even, I was in the middle of it and I didn't even figure out how, like I just. Yeah, you just said yes. I just said yes. So I was responsible and I took the day to make sure I could leave all of my responsibilities and then I did and I wrote back, once in a lifetime opportunity, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, I can do this. This is amazing. And then I got it you back like maybe 30 minutes later. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Keone already got back to me, but I'll bring you out in May. No. For like a week. And I was like, what? But I just. So that. And I said, who's Keone? I said, who's this Keone? <laughs> <laughs> well, she thought I was a, she thought I was a woman. They don't mind. But it, it, so take that context going into our first meeting. So. I'm thinking, oh crap, like. This is after he had gone to Norway. Yeah, so. Oh, so that happened, like yeah, you straight happened. up did not meet up there. No, no, no. This we was had, after this Norway. Was after, so he can't come back to the States, meet me at this workshop, like really shortly after. And I'm like, okay, I gotta go up to my game here. And then introduce myself, and she just gave me the coldest <gasps> handshake. <laughs> The was not expecting this look and i thought i was like she so i thought that was that but shortly after that she i didn't realize that she was in the back of my class taking my class and dance world that you know means something if teachers taking another teacher's class so i was like okay interesting you know um, well, give my muscles that <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it, and uh and then from there it, it ended up being that uh, I was teaching a, a junior team at the time, or directing a junior team at the time, and they voted on a teacher to come out and give them a piece of choreography, and they actually voted on Mari. And so from there, that's the, the line of communication opened to it. And I reached out to her through MySpace. This is how long ago it was. <gasps> through MySpace. And then it went, eventually graduated to email, and then to text, and then to phone call. How long have you guys been together now, then? Oh. It must be, it would be 13 going on 14 years, I think, yeah. and we've And our wedding, wedding anniversary will be June, June next year. So yeah. almost 10 years married, which yeah. is pretty wild. And you've got this beautiful baby girl yeah. who's like not a baby anymore. Like yeah, we're watching her grow up. You guys up. are watching her grow up. How are you guys balancing? Because you've got sick careers. How do you guys balance having your career, working with each other, and having a family? Ooh, we're figuring it out. Yeah. Like, I'm asking because, like, I would like to do that one day. I'm like, is it possible? But it is. I think with at least what we've just tell each other, like, we're going to figure it out. Like, we're going to adapt. And she's growing. She's different every month. Mm -hmm. And so whatever 
routine or a thing that we think we have in place is gonna change because she's gonna be different. Her needs are gonna be different. Yeah, I do. we just go day by day, and there's really no. It's it's from what I hear, at least from other parents that are in the creative realm, that it's always hard when try to find that balance, that those boundaries for yourself as a parent, and say, hey, like. I need to stop working by this point so I can give time to my child. If you have those choices, at least if you can show up at work and and, and really hunker down and and, and show through with your work. But that's at least how we've viewed it up until this point. And now it'll change. It's always hard. I think that's why a lot of the stuff that our mentor, Nia, talks to us about, besides just like taking care of ourselves physically, taking care of ourselves mentally, just because you have to be able to, you have to replenish yourself to be able to give your energy, not just to your work, but to your child. Like when right. she'll wait for us, she's on show schedule when we're on show schedule. So she'll wait for us to come home, even if it's 11 at night and she wants to play for another hour oh. or 90 minutes. Yeah. Oh, she just, so two or three more hours. Like she just, because she needs that. I love that she's on show schedule. She is and she sleeps in. Yeah. Oh. yeah. She's on show schedule. But she, we, we have to make sure we take care of ourselves so that when we come home at the end of the day, even if we feel exhausted, like, yeah. this is my quality time with my child, and it's so precious, yeah. and I have to protect it. Like, we would literally have workout sessions where our coach would talk about that. We, we would bring our, our daughter with us sometimes, and just to be used to that environment of working and, and still having energy for your child. I, wow. I think that's, that's what we've been trying to, what we've been training for, and I feel like it's been paying off. What we've been noticing, it's paid off a lot in this last few months because it's been an insane few months, which I don't know if I ever want to do that again. <laughs> um, I think we've been off more than we can chew. I know. Uh, but it was a lot. It was three shows in three months. It's way stuff, too much. Which is too much. Wow. I totally forgot to even mention Beyond Babel. Like, they're <laughs> off Broadway show. That is yeah. so awesome, too. Yeah. It was cool to see you guys in it. Sorry, that, yeah. that's a tangent, but yeah. yeah. Um, what is it like? Okay, first of all, what is your racial makeup, both of you? I am half white and half Filipino. Okay. And I am a little more than half Filipino. Also, Hawaiian and Italian and Chinese and Portuguese and other random things in me that my mom's a much, she's a mix. My dad's you know. So, to me, like as a person of color, like having leaders who are also POC, that means a lot to me. Yeah, you don't even have to be black for it to mean a lot to me. Like, it's, I think it's a very big deal to me. What is it? Do you guys feel like that is a thing? How does how do you feel about representing people, you like your cultures behind the table, like not being on the stage but being on the creative team, being in the leadership? What does that mean to you? It means so much. It means so much to to be able to have a seat at the table like that. A seat at the table and to make sure that I'm paying attention to the perspective that I have that may be different than the other people that are at the table with me and that it's important for me to speak up when I feel something in my gut because the things I feel in my gut may be different than what's usually there. And it's not always easy. I don't always, you know, to be honest, that I don't, I feel like I'm still figuring that out, how to navigate that. Um, 
and how to assert that because I'm not a naturally assertive person. I totally feel that. Like, <laughs> so, I'm like that too. So figuring out how I can still be assertive in those ways while still being myself. And it's just these little, you feel a little thing in your gut and you're like, oh no, this is... I need to say something. I need to do something. Yes. And, and that's important as a woman. That's important as a person of color. And I'm half also. I understand that is a different experience and comes with privilege. But man, if I have it, I'm going to use it. Hello! We had a lot of time over the pandemic to, we really connected to our Filipino heritage and, and really started asking our family questions about their stories. <laughs> mm. And it was a really important thing to do, I think, coming into this job to yeah. understand my, where I, I, I come from and the kinds of people that I can open doors for and that I need to do that. It's not just for Filipino people, it's for people of color in general because yeah, their whole cast is very yeah. diverse. And yeah. it makes me so it's awesome. Yeah. I love it's, that. And it amazing. should be like that. And it should be like that, not just on stage or in front of a camera. It should also be like that behind the table. I feel that when I feel empowered when I see women in leadership, when I see women of color in leadership, me too. That makes me feel confident and just like and fired up and just yes like this is i'm like have yeah, <laughs> this woman the god mic like let's go like it's i totally agree with you how do you feel absolutely there's an absolute pride and 100 percent awareness of the opportunity the responsibility and the representation that we have by being in that seat and i think we don't we also see it as we want to make sure that we're also just representing it, not just as in terms of by being there, but by by being excellent in the scene. I think that's what's yeah. equally as important is that we've demanded these opportunities, these rights, and these this a voice. And now we're there. What are we going to do with it? Right. And, and so we've been trying to be just very empathetic towards everybody in, in, while being in a seat as a person of color, but also. Like Mari said, just learning when to put our foot down when we feel something in our gut that maybe someone else doesn't feel because they don't relate to that. And I, I didn't realize, like, I know we come from different communities and we work in different industries. So I've seen more industries, more diverse behind the table. And I've seen and this particular industry has been unique because I didn't realize a certain lack of diversity behind the table until we like went to meetings or places and we're like, oh, no. interesting. Okay. Yes. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And like also <laughs> not just that, but being like, some of the, the youngest people by far. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and, and that's uh, that part of the, the, the room. So You're exactly but, what this industry needs. No, and then, Just a fresh breath of everything. We appreciate that. We appreciate the opportunity for, for to be given the opportunity to. I, I know one thing that makes me so happy about this project is that this project has been forward thinking before people were trying to be forward thinking. Not to say yes. that we did it first, but like... That uh, I'm just happy that this project wasn't a response to something, but right. was uh, trying to fill the void before it became a concern for most people. Uh, yeah. I know it's been a concern for a long time, but I totally cool. feel that even before the pandemic, like a lot happened. But the, even like the hair design of our show, like some characters, I, I don't want to give anything away, but it's bomb. It is. It was woke before, like. It was even a part of the national yeah. stage. You guys are getting ready to do Karate Kid as well. Yes. Yeah. So wait, time out. Okay. Time out, time out. What happens 
if you guys keep getting these Broadway offers. What world are you, what do you, what do you like the best? Are you, what if you're full blown Broadway directors forever? Is this, how are you, you have an embarrassment of riches. No. We're very blessed. Like, uh, you guys are like, it is what it is. And honestly, the, it's, oh man, after just doing a couple, uh, so, I mean, not even a full round of a couple, it's, oh man, okay, let's uh, breathe for a second. We also have some aspirations in film that we know we want to chase, and so we're trying to find that balance, and, and we feel very fortunate that we can even select. But at some point, that there, it does come to that point, and it becomes about projects that we feel really passionate about, which is what we've always been a part of in our career, that... Yeah, we've said yes to projects to learn, but we've also been like, what is the heart of that project and how does right. our heart align with that? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, if our hearts aren't aligned on that, then it's going to not be a project that we're happy about. Yeah, uh, and it just probably is meant for someone else. Yeah, meant for someone else's heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, that's an interesting point about like selecting because I'm like, once the Broadway world like gets a hold of you guys, you're going to get so many more it would be easy to get lost in it but you have so many different like talents of things that you can do so i'm just ex I'm excited for you guys okay so i've got we're about to end i've got a little like rapid fire moment oh yeah uh, hold Lightning on round. stage management has texted me oh shoot dear god <laughs> okay all right today a lightning round okay east coast or west coast West Coast. <laughs> you say West Coast too? We're from it, I gotta say. San Diego. The best coast. San Diego. San Diego is really nice. Okay, choreographing or taking class? Choreographing. Choreographing, yeah. Being in the show or shaping the show? Last year, I might have said being in the show, but I think, I think now I would say shaping the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I can fulfill my performer. It takes less to fulfill my performer now, so mm. I agree. Yeah. Mm. We're shifting. We're shifting. Shifting. Yeah. Do you read reviews? Um, not like a psychopath, but I think that feedback is helpful. Okay. In early stages, yeah, super helpful. But at a certain point, when you feel like you've this done is, everything, this is what I'm proud about. Then it is. It kind of turns off. It yeah. has to. I like. Mm, that's good. Constructive. Okay. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Constructive. Favorite dance movie? Ooh, it's really hard to say. We just watched West Side Story. That, that was awesome! With flow in it. Oh, it was uh, so incredible. West Side Story is one of our it's favorites. Classic. You know, the, uh, all the Gene Kelly, like, seeing in the Rand course. I think in America in Paris, is, that's one that yeah. I grew up with. Yeah. I'm just going to say, it's hard to pick one. I can't. I absolutely can't. But I'm just gonna say that whole Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, that era. They were like, step up! I love that. Yeah. Um, favorite Britney song? Oh, it's hard to pick, but I do love Lucky. Oh, it's such I, a tragic song. It's <laughs> great. In our show, too. Yeah, I actually do love Lucky as well. Like, I don't know, I've always felt, oh, she's saying something there. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and so the call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Favorite? I, I won't say in our show, favorite princess, period. When I was little, um, Little Mermaid was my favorite. And then when I got a little bit older, when Mulan came out, that was a huge deal because yeah. she was Asian and also because she was a warrior. 
And so I was like, oh, you can be Asian and a warrior, and you can pretty much be a princess and the lead of a Disney movie? Huh. Sick. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's not a princess at all, but Aladdin. Just, that was just, like, <laughs> that was just that's my, honest. that's my honest childhood. That's what I dreamed of being, uh, was Aladdin. As a little boy, yeah. Love that. Okay, we're almost done. Okay, small dance teams or large dance teams? Oh, we grew up with big dance teams with, what, like 30 people, and it's just amazing the things you can do with, with 30 bodies. Yeah, we we'll say big dance teams. Okay, and the last one is a trick question. I was going to say Karate Kid one more time, but there is a right and a wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, uh, We're not allowed to choose Felicia. Oh, okay. show favorites. Between yeah. your children. No, no, we love our children. Oh, Enjoy. my gosh. You guys, I love you so much. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having us. I love you so much. Oh. Um, how can people find you? Oh. If they haven't already found you. You can't find us because we'll be hiding in our home after this. Um, <laughs> but no, on our. Instagrams is probably where the, we're the most active because we're not that very active on social media. Otherwise, so Keone Madrid or underscore Mari Madrid. I think I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, if I'm wrong, then you'll it's find someone else. It's either before or after the Mari Madrid. I'm sure it'll pop up quickly. So, um, and, or just on our website, KeoneMari.com is probably the safest way to. Be introduced to our work so. yeah or just probably google, just google it there a million things will pop up you guys thank you for joining me thank today you. i love you so much till next week see you later alligator <laughs> that wraps another episode thanks for listening to the salacia show see you next week and don't be shy if you love the show please tell me why please rate subscribe and leave a review go one step further tell a friend or two Check out my site if you think it was the bomb. Pay a visit to SaliciaThomas.com. One last thing before I relax. Shout out Josh Carey and thanks, Podmax. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs>Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.